Hello and welcome to After the Bell. It really does feel like the bell has just stopped ringing on Canelo Alvarez's impressive performance against Callum Smith. He won almost every round to become a unified super middleweight world champion and a genuine four-weight world champion. I'm Martin Dom and joined again by George Groves and Declan Taylor. If you're watching the video, please do give it a thumbs up and do subscribe to the channel if you're listening later on. Please rate and review. We're coming to you from Tier 4. Thank you, Boris. But there were no restrictions on Canelo Alvarez. Brilliant performance. George, we saw last weekend... Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can I just ask quickly before we start? We had a question from someone on Twitter. Joe Bangle, CBE. He said, George, what's your favourite cheese? And I thought, just as it's Christmas, a very festive question, really. Before we get onto the box and let's just start with the important stuff. I just wanted to know what George's favourite cheese is because I can't concentrate until I know. I, I'm a cheese man lately. So I, know, I, I knew you were a cheese man because yeah. when you were boxing, you were a cheese man as well. Well, that shocks me. That shocks me because I thought I was, a, you know, a newly evolved sort of cheese man. Um, I, at the moment, I do, I, do, I do go for the cheese board uh, for dessert rather than anything else. And... It's a it's a it's a goat's cheese, a soft, semi-soft goat's cheese would be preference of choice. Don't ask me to name any. I'm not that you know that into cheese, but um, yeah, a semi-soft goat cheese is a it's a must-have. I don't know if it's festive or not. That is very fig, festive. Fig with you know a fig fig chutney or something. That's oh. um, that's gonna hit. It's gonna hit the. Make sure your Actually, crackers are on point. Fingers gonna... favorite cheese as well. The goat's cheese, by the way. Well, there you I go. Wish I, I mean, what, I wish I knew what Canelo's was. <laughs> he is the yeah. cheese. He's the big cheese. He's the big cheese. Yes. Get back to boxing. Easy work, Martin. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so, I mean, I love, I love the little interlude there. But so, for for me, George, as I said, we there's there's plenty of ways to win a fight, and we sometimes it's a highlight reel knockout. But last night, what we saw was a man who controlled the ring, who controlled the opponent for for twelve rounds. He, his shot selection was phenomenal. He landed 40, I think, 43% of his punches. You know, so little waste there. I was obviously enthused. What did you take away from it? Yeah, so, I mean, I was I watched the fight. I, I did cover for Five Live. Um, and so you're watching diligently, and I'm watching via, like, a Skype call because um, our DAZN, like, if you watch it on DAZN, it was, had a, a bit of a delay. So what I couldn't really tell was, exactly how hard the power shots were going in but it seemed like th that was the difference in many aspects of the fight for me was just the effect Canelo's shots were having on Smith and the the non-effect that Smith's shots were having on Alvarez so Alvarez you've got to be able to keep him honest and when I say keep him honest that's just keep him in his place keep him in his box do not let him march you down. Um, Smith couldn't do that at all in the fight. He was literally marched down from the, from the very start. The first round I scored even because there just wasn't really much in it. I think if you had to pick someone, you would have gone with um, Alvarez, I think. If, I can't remember. I did asterisk. But there was nothing in the first round. Other than that, he's, just, he's, he's, he's marching forward. And Smith is not that fighter who likes to fight off the ropes. You know, he's he's got the catch and fire style, definitely. But that's that's very difficult to get off against 
Alves, who's a smaller guy. Um, so, you know, you've got, you've got less target to, to punch at. Phenomenal um, upper body defences. So from the waist up, he's just hyper mobile. Um, you know, he, the angles he can take at the speed, um, he can make them defensive adjustments, you know, without necessarily even having to adjust his feet that much, as well as the final straw, which is very demoralizing for any fighters. He has that Mexican, or even that South Americanness, where they turn away from shots. <laughs> you know, you watch Duran and all them other amazing fighters. He just turns away from a shot, and you think, oh, has that one gone for it? No, it hasn't. Like, he hasn't actually landed. It looks like he's knocked his head back, but he hasn't. Um, you see more of that in the second half of the fight when you know he's fully established into the fight. Um, both fighters are. It was sort of a spell where Smith, one of the mid-rounds, maybe six or something, I got scored to him where he just picked up his activity. Um, but other than that, it was it was a great performance from, from Alvarez. And I think he showed the one concern that, that would have been for me is how's he going to deal with um, Smith's size, you know, because it's not just his height, height and reach. He's, he's a big guy. He's a big, big guy. And a naturally bigger guy will be hitting harder, you know. But I think it just goes to show that Smith, for me, probably number one division, if you take out the likes of Alvarez, who where you're not exactly sure what division he was going to put him in before you know, last night, this morning. Now I think he is a super middleweight. He's definitely number one super middleweight in the world. And by some distance, you know, there might be like a Caleb Plant who could give him a, you know, an awkward night's work. Um, there may be a Benavidez or something who's just a, a big guy again, but is he, is he, you know, are you talking about a light heavyweight fight here or a super middleweight fight? Really, his toughest, his toughest test out there is a middleweight for me in Gennady Golovkin. So, um, terrific performance from him. Uh, done the job, you know, the, the question mark for me was dealing with the size and he bullied he bullied Smith from start to finish. Smith Smith sort of alluded at the end that like he thinks he's outgrown the weight, and that you know I made it on the scales, but of course there's a, it's a different kettle of fish once you're you're ring walking. You need to to feel strong. You need to feel like the athlete that you are. You know, and maybe he is that much better a fighter at you know one seven five. You know where you know his legs are under him. You know he's he's got. He's got a little bit more urgency. There was, there was no change of pace from Smith. There was no nothing really snappy about his work. Um, he said in the corner that he had a, an, an, an arm injury. Even then, you're like, you know, a, a, if he's had um, a tear on his bicep, that could be because you're very close and tight on the weight. You know, that has an effect on your body. So he might have outgrown. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest that if he hadn't outgrown the division a long time ago. And now his future lies at light heavyweight. But um yeah, terrific, terrific performance from, from Alvarez. Declan, were you surprised at all that Smith wasn't able to to use his height, his reach advantage? I mean, it was talked about all week. The, the pictures, if you chose the, the certain angle, I mean, obviously there was always a difference, but certain angles it looked ridiculous that the height uh, disparity. Yeah, a little bit surprised because although we said we did say last week that we'd already seen Alvarez in with Kovalev, who's bigger than Smith, or at least, you know, equally um, sizable compared to Canelo. Um, and he dealt with him. I mean, Kovalev and Smith have different styles, but just physically, 
he he did he did deal with him and obviously stopped him in the end. So we sort of knew the jury wasn't necessarily out on that. But then when those pictures came back in, I was like, whoa, this is massive. But then the important thing, if you're that much bigger, is you've got to get respect early. Like much like, for instance, Teofimo Lopez did against Lomachenko, he got his respect early first round, and Loma was like, whoa, okay, this guy punched really hard. Maybe he is a lot bigger than me, but that didn't happen. Like George said, you could have given, I actually did give Smith the first round, but it could have gone either way. Maybe it was even, and I gave him the fifth, but it needed the first, second, third round to just be a bit more assertive. And it almost, it almost felt like he was not there to make up the numbers, but you know, he was clearly the sideshow. I mean, he walked first as a champion. I mean, which says it all. Um, so slightly disappointed, but I think the big caveat here is that we're talking about a great fighter, an all-time great fighter in Canelo. So you can't really even, you can't have a go at Smith. He was just beaten by someone who, I mean, look what he's done. He's he's such a small guy. He's a really 54-pounder and he's gone up and he's gone for the best at the weight with no problems and then beaten him, beaten him 11-1, 10-2 10-2 at worst. It's just like... That is a serious performance. And, and a bit like what you said there, Martin, is, yeah, you can have a highlight real knockout. But actually, when you go and dominate someone for 12 rounds like that, every shot in the book, the defensive stuff was amazing. At no point did he look in any trouble whatsoever. That's far more impressive for me than just going and chinning someone. Um, mainly, I was really impressed with his work to the head because we all thought the body shots, he's a great body puncher and all that real estate in front of him to get at. But the head stuff was amazing. The uppercuts through the middle, um, through the guard, pinpoint accuracy. I don't think you can have a go at Smith at all. Maybe the tactics were slightly wrong or, you know, you can talk about that as much as you want. I don't think he's beating Canelo on any night. Um, just an exceptional, exceptional fighter. And like George said, straight in number one at the weight. Yeah, you, you can't uh, you can't argue with, with him sort of picking his, maybe Kovalev slightly, but you can't argue with him picking Callum Smith as a sort of second choice, if you like, to Billy Joe Saunders earlier this year. George, you mentioned the word demoralising. That's kind of how it must have felt for Callum Smith because presumably you're in there, you can plan as much as you like, but once you've got three, four or five rounds out of the way and you're just thinking, as good as I am, and I and I am good, I, I can't do anything with this guy. Into the corner, um, and they they cut to the brothers after maybe three or four rounds and they were all up, they were smiling, they were clapping, it was positive from them in the corner and then Joe Gallagher sat down with him and you know uh, talking in the break and it was as if it as if they thought he was edging the rounds when for me I'm thinking he's he's not he's definitely not doing enough of the good work to be winning these rounds. Um you can see some of the stats coming up from the zone, the punch counts, the power shot percentages. I mean I never really read into that too much because I, I always wonder who is doing that? It's just someone, someone there going. That was a good shot. Nope, won't score that. You yeah. know, so that, that that you know that guy could be sitting there with, you know, Mexican flag on, and you know, you, you know, so. But yeah, I felt like after after you know the quarter, you know, third of the fight, four rounds in, he he must have must have felt that this is a hard fight, and he's he's behind, and he needs to make some changes and adjustments. Um, and it's easy said and done a lot of the times, you know, for, for, for fighters, obviously you're saying, right, well, just back him up. You know, don't let him walk you down. Don't let him do this. But there's a reason why he's a four-weight world champion, Alvarez. He, 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 he's able to do that. He can do that. Um, it's surprising. You do wonder 
what it is about him that allows this guy who looks that much smaller in the ring to just march the guy down in front of him, sometimes behind not even that specifically clever work. It's just a momentum thing. Once the guy's um, given away that that ground in front of him, he's conceded that ground in front of him, he's on the ropes, and then it's just like they're, they're just moving around, stepping around, and he's just he's following. Obviously, he has a, a fantastic ability to cut the ring off, get himself into a punching range, and to let his shots go. He, you know, he, he throws any shot he wants with power, which is dangerous. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's coming up through the middle or around the side. There's, at times he'll show and you can see that the angle looks like it's going to go to, to the body, maybe behind the elbow, and then it ends up landing on top of the shoulder or on top of the head. You know, um, they're things that fighters should be doing in the gym, drilling, learning how to do that, how to take away them subtle tells that, you know, oh, no, you know that one's coming downstairs or, or, or cover that one, that one's coming upstairs. But with someone like Alvarez, um, he's brilliant at not giving away them tells um, and punching hard, just punching. It looks like he's 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 powerful. Um, I don't think Smith was any ever really in real trouble where he looked like he was going to stop, but he never looked like he was in the fight. He never looked like he was able to change gears. Again, allude to maybe, maybe the weight might have played a factor. It might have just been the occasion. It might have been you know the fact that the fight was made felt like only weeks notice rather than months notice. Um, and it was a big ask for him, tall ask. You know, you think of the, the names on um, Alvarez's resume, you know, Smith, it's not a big fight for him. Whereas the other way, you look at it the other way around, this is a career-defining fight for, for, for Callum Smith. So, um, you know, all that stuff's obviously going to play a factor. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, from tech technical kind of breakdown. Like, if you're going to have success with someone like Alvarez, first of all, you can't let him march and march you down. So you got to keep him honest. You got to, how you can do that. You have got to have a good jab. I think, you know, it can't be a busy jab or a lazy jab or just a jab for jab's sake because all the best fighters out there will punch off that and pick holes in you know in your jab. So it's got to have an authority. You've got to be head movement. You know, you got to match him like for like some of the commentary was hearing saying about how Alvarez would match Smith in certain departments, but that's what you've got to do with Alvarez. You know, if he's, if he's coming, if he's being aggressive with head movement, then you be aggressive with head movement back to him. You know, you mirror him because the second you try and be reactive to him with something else, you run the risk of him falling into his trap that he's trying to set. And so if, if you just be not negative, but, you're stepping back and you're allowing him to gain that sort of momentum. Um, unless you are an out and out, you know, counter puncher that likes to, you know, um, fire off with someone, you know, lay on the ropes and stick a move. Um, it's not going to work, you know. I suspect the answer to this would be no day. But do you think if he'd had, if Callum Smith had had more than four or five weeks, presumably he struggled to fly in sparring partners if you can even replicate Canelo in sparring? Would it have made much difference? Um, I think he would have had. He would have. Yeah, I do think it would have been a slightly different fight. I, again, I don't think he would have won, um, but there was no second gear or there was no level up. In, like what he needed to do when when he was behind after six was try something. I gave him the fifth round, I think, when he came out and and sort of went for it a little bit. But you could just see like 
you can just see the energy and everything just draining out of him, which is not helped by the weight. I think he said after that he's been on the weight too long. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, is it? It's never going to be ideal to box Canelo on four weeks' notice. I mean, he's been in the gym. He's so diligent and he's super fit. I mean, just making the weight at that size is unbelievable anyway. I do think a longer camp, a longer notice would have been, um, would have helped him. I, it wouldn't have, I don't see him winning, but maybe it wouldn't have faded because he faded badly. Like, and obviously that's not helped by the punishment he's shipping. And then the, the more faded you are, the more you're backing off, the more you're getting caught. It just, it's like a snowball. Um, so that, that would have been tough and it was hard to watch at times the, the last few rounds. But I mean, credit as well to Smith because he dev- they could have pulled him out, but he never... You know, he never, he obviously didn't go down. He was never really in massive trouble. Um, he stuck in there. Um, but but Canelo, having not had to cut whatsoever, just, it's just so strong. And can you just imagine that feeling of Smith sitting down in between the 11th and 12th round, just totally dejected, finished. And he looks over and Canelo's up on his, not just standing up, but pacing around his corner. And it's just like, he, at that point, you know, in big fights, when every, when both fighters have made have had to cut and clearly struggled at the weight or whatever, they sort of both go like this as the fight draws on. But there was none of that. There was only one fighter who was fading and one who just seemed to get stronger and more confident. So I do think that was a bit of a factor. Would he have beaten him on points? No. Would he have stopped him? Maybe he would have caught him at some point. But um, yeah, I think it would have just been a slightly different, a slightly different narrative <coughs> had he been given a bit more time. George, as as someone who is not a boxer, I how much of as in I'm not the boxer, not not you. How much of Canelo's been a professional for what since he was 15? He's had I think he's had twice as many fights as, as Callum Smith, despite being the same age. How much of what he has is, for want of a better word, natural? How much of it is just the fact that he's been in so many fights, been doing this for so long, and how much of it, or how much of it, is learned? Do you think? I know you don't know, but do you think? It's well, it'd be a bit of everything, Martin. I think you know. Um, it's all it's all learned behavior. Some things people having fighters have inside them that you know tenacity, that will to win, that aggression, that even. But then the stuff that's learned is if you talk about a clever fighter, you know that they're, they're in the gym absorbing. They're either absorbing from the guys around them, from their coaches, from their own experiences, from studying tapes. You know that's how they become the fighters that they are. Um, and I think now you just the amazing thing about fighters that can stay, get to the top, stay at the top this long is motivation. You know the able that that they can put their body through the mill you know, um, time and time again, you know, and it's not, it's not always, um, you know, the, the punishment that you might take on fight night. Cause you look at Alvarez didn't look that marked up after the fight. He's had, he's had 12 rounds with, with a big guy. He took a few shots, but you know, didn't really look marked up, but it's the accumulation of training, um, the accumulation of sparring, the accumulation of everything. And just as important, the, um, the mental, the mental side of it, you know, being involved in huge fights time and time again, you know, having to deal with the pressure of being, you know, a superstar for so long. Um, maybe you just end up, people like like Alvarez just end up in this situation they don't really know much else. Um, and then they end up thriving inside it. You know, I, I try to 
you you know you take a punt before the fight starts you're like well maybe you know he's 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 left his long-term promoters in um golden boy you know what did that come to an amicable end or was that as a bit of bitterness there is there some resentment there is there problems there stuff that's gonna you know still needs to play out that might be playing on the back of his mind he's back on his own but i don't think it's part of his original his own deal which was you know publicized a you know, mega mega money deal so is he taking a massive pay cut is he fighting this big guy who he necessarily wouldn't be his first choice is the easier fight billy joe saunders because he's that much smaller but you know they couldn't make the saunders fight so i'll just i'll fight anyone don't worry about it anyone but golovkin i'm sick and tired of hearing about golovkin so they've gone he's gone for smith who was the number one ranked um super midweight in the world now he is so uh, this is this there's you know there's an accumulation of all i think a combination sorry of all of them things you know natural ability um temperament behavior who you are and then just being willing to push yourself be in the gym be dedicated to your craft to absorb to to get better time and time again and it is astonishing you know he's like he's one of them he's definitely falls into that category now for me of someone like what what's the motivation now what do you need to do like you know he he signed he he did sign this this mega deal with his own that hasn't come through but it was it was a five or six fight deal would that be it is he thinking you know what that'll do me that's 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 enough money for me now or no i feel fresh i don't know nothing else i'm enjoying it i'm still at the top i want to carry on um it's a strange one but um definitely to be enjoyed i think while he's here he's uh special talent absolutely and from everything he said it sounds like he will carry on i don't think anyone would argue that he's pound for pound number one a massive star and loads of money but is that a i don't want to say he's disliked i think that's the wrong word but he is i'm not he's not particularly from what i can see bothered about being popular he clearly understands english because he'll listen to a question without it being translated, but then answered in Spanish. I'm not saying that every fighter should be speaking English, but there's no argument that it does help, given he fights in America. Is he, could he be a bigger star, maybe out of the ring? I mean, maybe, uh, and speaking as a non-Mexican, it's sort of, it's hard to gauge because he's adored by Mexicans. Um, and a lot of the Mexican fighters didn't speak English and didn't court that Um adulation um i think there's a lot to be said for being able to speak english and being able to convey your story because you've got an amazing one um and yeah maybe that hasn't happened i don't think he cares one bit um because if he did i think he'd, he'd try and cultivate a bit more some a, a bit like someone like vladimir klitschko did or even more so um golovkin did at one point you know by bringing him over and trying to you know establish himself in america um yeah i do know what you mean there is a little bit and again Mexican people would think, what are you going on about? But from our point of view and our perspective, I would say there is a little bit of that. Um, I don't think it's going to affect how he's rated in history, but there is something about the story that people engage with, with boxers. And you, you just look at the university loved boxers is because of the story and it's about, you know, who they are as people. So there is a little bit left on the table from Canelo in that sense. But yeah, I don't think he cares. I genuinely think... You know, when you do wonder what's he got left, like what's he got left to achieve? I think he's 
he's got eyes on being, you know, remembered as one of the greatest ever. Um, and that's why he's going up and boxing someone like Callum Smith at super middleweight. And I think he'll stick around and, and try and have massive legacy fights, which, you know, and it's just a Mexican frame of mind. That's what they do. They go and they find great fights and they try and have them try and win them because they know that they'll be remembered off that. He doesn't need money. Um, I, yeah, I guess that he would have taken some sort of a pay cut from zone. That was the whole problem. But I was, I mean, he's still being paid eye-watering amounts of money. But um, yeah, in answer to your question, I think there is a little bit left on the table in that sense. But I genuinely don't think he cares. And I don't think it will change because, yeah, he does speak a bit of English. I remember, I don't know if you were there, Martin, when, when him and Golovkin came over for press conferences ahead of their fights. And he also, did he come over for the Smith fight? I can't remember. Oh, the Liam Smith fight, I mean. But he spoke English then, and this is a good few years ago. I remember him doing a bit in English with us, with the reporters. A lot of the time, they don't like speaking English because they don't want to get misquoted and they can't get across what they actually want to say. But I think he probably speaks pretty good English. Like, he could do it if he wanted to, but he doesn't. And I say, fair play to him. Carry on. Like, he's not interested in that side of it. He's doing his thing. His people adore him. And it hasn't affected his standing as the number one draw and the number one fighter on the planet. So I think he'll just crack on and look for look for big fights. I'd... You do look around and think, okay, who's he going to fight? Because he's he's not going to go up and fight Bivol. He's not going to fight Paterbiev, or maybe he will. Then he, is he going to have the trilogy fight with Golovkin? Um, it's an interesting one, and he's really not that old. He's been around for ages, but he's not that old. Mm. You're right. There's there's three weight divisions, really potentially middle, super middle, and light heavy that he could target. And and would you really be surprised with with his choices? I think after the fight, he made a point of say he wants to unify the division. He's got two belts. They've got Caleb Plant, who takes on Caleb or Caleb Truax in January. And then, of course, Billy Joe Saunders is the other one. Does, we'll come to, okay, let's stick with super middleweight. Does Billy Joe Saunders give Canelo more trouble, George? No, no, I don't think so. I think it's, it'll, you know, it, it probably be, will be much of the same in that, um, it'll be a, a one-sided fight, in my opinion. I think I haven't, you know, much like before the, the fight last night, I was say Callum Smith blows hot and cold, you know, and cold more often than hot. Um, the same can be said about Saunders. I think this is why neither of them have boxed um, Alvarez yet until this point, because... They just they hadn't earned that right, you know. They hadn't been in exciting fights. They hadn't put in the performances that would sort of lead you to that to that mega mega fight. So, but I think now he's he's alluding that he wants to clean up the division. There's not there's not an awful lot out there really in the super middleweight division in terms of the big names, the legacy fights, you know. So um, the next best thing is to is is to pick up titles, and I think um, Sawns would be the same thing. I can't. I think Sean is not big enough. Um, he don't hit hard enough. He's got fast hands, and he has good defensive skills, and he can be elusive and, and a little bit awkward and tricky. But um, you know, you're talking about being in against one of the best guys at breaking opponents down. You know, um, his timing is exceptional. It's his, it's his timing that allowed him to. Land jabs on Callum Smith last night is is the timing that allowed him to land all these big shots because he just reads all the little tells so well. Um, Saunders does the same, but not consistently. You know, 
and doesn't have the, the punch power to back it up. So um, you can see him being, you know, awkward enough to survive the fight. Um, but like to get to get to get to the end of 12 rounds, but I can't see him putting any sort of dent in, in Alvarez at all. Um, I think, you know, what, what I'm surprised hasn't happened sooner if Smith does decide to come back uh, sooner and stays at super middleweight, then that's obviously a, a logical fight. It would be two Brits fighting for a world title. Um, but probably actually thinking about that, that, that might be kind of unlikely. Um, Eddie Helms, um, after the fight um, this morning, saying that the unwritten plan is that... Um, Alvarez fights Billy Joe Saunders for the WBO and then fights Golovkin at the end of next year. Um, so maybe that's already on the cards and that's that's what it will be. But um, yeah, I, I can't really see Saunders being able to compete with that, to be honest. If, because yeah, it's just he, he just doesn't have the form. He's never showed us that he could match what Alvarez the the form that Alvarez is in right now. So yeah. I might have you confused with someone else. I think when we talked about this fight before, you said it would be an easy night for Canelo, did you? Against Saunders? Yeah. No, I actually think, I disagree slightly. I don't see him winning the fight, but I think star-wise, he's, I've always won, I've always thought that star-wise, he's, Saunders is the worst one for Canelo because you just have to look at like the Lara fight um, and stuff like that where he doesn't quite, he much prefers people who are a little bit less, a little bit less mobile um, and who he can get his shots off um, and he can stalk him a bit and, you know, get him against the ropes. Saunders, very elusive, uh, fast hands and feet, good defensively. I, I agree with George. I don't think he's really got the pop to put a dent in him. But I think it's one of those where I don't think Canelo would look very good, whereas last night he looked really good. I don't see him looking good against Saunders. Um, still winning the fight, but... And I feel like Golden Boy always knew that with Saunders, and that's why they didn't go anywhere near him. Um they saw what he did to Lemieux, one of their other fighters, obviously not the same calibre as Canelo, but they saw what he did and they thought, okay, we could probably do without that. It's not going to make for an exciting fight and it's not going to make our guy look any better, which is really, that's what Golden Boy wanted to do. They wanted to make him look like a star and they did that. Um, and also, again, you just have to look at the quality of opponents. Look at who Canelo's fought over the last four years and then look who Saunders has fought. And you just think he's clearly unbelievably talented, Saunders, naturally gifted, you know, went to the Olympics at 18 or whatever it was, you know, he's a ridiculous talent, but how can you go from the level of boxers that he's that he's faced into a Canelo fight and, and pick him with any confidence? You can't because Canelo's done it against the best in the sport and Saunders just hasn't. So it's again, one of them where you'd have to be picking on based on stuff we haven't seen yet. I think Saunders is a great fighter, but yeah, I just don't, how can you go into a Canelo fight? But I do think he'd give it a good go. It would be, one of those fights where I don't think an awful lot would happen in the rounds, but Canelo would probably nick, nick him um, and have his moments in the fight as well and would win another unanimous decision. But I don't think it does anything for him, apart from getting the belt. I'd like to see it, though. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see the Plant fight. Um, again, Plant's another good boxer, a bit bigger, a bit more power, a bit more pop. That'd be great to see as well against Canelo. Um, so, yeah, I think it's happy days for him at super middleweight. And that's without even thinking about the other divisions. So... Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I think he said that he wants to box in Mexico in February. So I guess that he'd probably box Yildirim, who's his WBC mandatory, who he'd obviously beat 
handily um, and then look at the other belts. So I think it could be a good couple of years for him. You mentioned Golovkin, George. It's, you, know, it, you can almost see his eyes roll whenever he's asked about it, Canelo. In his opinion, of course, well, the facts say he won one and, and drew the other. And if you're talking about him as a second fight or even a third fight next year, it's another year on a 38-year-old man in Golovkin. Of course, he did deal very quickly with, well, not quickly, but sorry, very easily with Camille. Oh, that's gone. Is that a mess? That's the one. On Friday night, dropped him four times, stopped him in the seventh. Actually, quite a shame, I think. Friday night, you've got Golovkin... Uh, faces another IBF mandatory who's questionable and then, you know, 24 hours later you've got his great rival puts on a masterclass against, at the time the best in the division, but it feels like there's only one man of the two who wants that fight really, and the longer we wait it could actually be quite a, a bad night for Golovkin, possibly Yeah, well definitely a 38, you know and his last, you know I haven't seen I haven't seen um, his fight the weekend. Annoyingly, I was um, just didn't catch it. I didn't have time, but um, I know he hasn't really looked in the the form he once was. You know, when you go back through the years when he was such a long reigning middleweight champion, um, wins over Martin Murray and and the like. So he's had. To... Alvarez has 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 the win has the win over Golovkin and. Does he, part of him probably just doesn't want to go back there. Like he's not going to be as motivated for this fight as as Golovkin when Golovkin wants to rewrite history. But as as you say, there's 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 twenty four rounds between them, and there's there's not a lot in it for a lot of people, you know. And and there is a large percentage of the boxing public out there that think Golovkin should have won one, if not both of them fights. So. I think it might just take someone to sit down and tell Alvarez, oh, let's let's put the record straight." You know, we're hanging this fight out for another year or so. You know, it's another another year on Golovkin's clock, um, and then we'll go out and do a, pro- a proper job on him. Um, but you know, it's it's it's, it's going to. I think it will come down to timings. He, he definitely doesn't want to be bullied by a TV network or. He told what to do. do you know what I mean, he probably feels like he's he's achieved enough in his career to make his own decisions, make his own choices. Um, you know, he he would have learned from Floyd Mayweather as an opponent. You know, way back when, it was about step, is it five, six, seven years ago now? That fight would have learned. This is how you behave when you're the A side of the card. Um, uh, and he, you know, he he will be wanting to um, definitely being control of his own own destiny he won't like the fact that people have forced him into a fight that whether he wants it or not he wants to be in full control um like even the height the the lights the lights above the ring last night said um soul canelo alvarez versus smith <laughs> the champion's name is a little bit on the on the edge and um them little things are important, you know, and maybe, you know, in terms of the profile that, because Golovkin's been a, he's, he's such a, he's an amazing fighter. He's going to go down as, as one, of, one of the best middleweights of all time. Um, Still incredibly popular, you know, but if, it might just come down to a battle of popularity. 
to a certain degree, you know. And I've we spoke about it earlier about um, has everyone sort of got behind Alvarez yet? Is is he going to be that that massive superstar? And I think the only thing really holding him back is a tight decision that he got the nod against Gennady Golovkin, who is an extremely popular fighter. If he goes out there and beats him, beats him convincingly and really needs to do it sooner rather than later so that, you know, you don't want Golovkin to be into his 40s when this fight happens because um, then it kind of will take away a slight bit of the legitimacy. But um, I think next year would be perfect. I think be a fight definitely well want to see. I think Golovkin also... Um, hasn't hasn't moved up the divisions but if he said tomorrow he's a super middleweight would you, where would you rank him in the super middleweight division you know you might throw him in at number one number two wouldn't you you know so he's one of them guys that they are they are a, a level above the other names in and around those weight divisions right now uh in my opinion and um definitely a fight we definitely fight we want to see I'd, I'd love to see it next year i'd love to see it next um but I don't. I don't think Alvarez. I don't think Alvarez wants to be told what to do. <laughs> or anything else, he'll pick when he's ready. There's a question deck that's come in. Does Saunders against Golovkin make more sense? Saunders has got nothing to offer Canelo but a belt, but he could earn a fight with a win over Triple G. Yeah, um, I love that fight, and much the same as with us to Canelo. Other than Canelo, I think Saunders is the one that gives Golovkin problems. And Saunders fancied that fight. They properly signed for it. It was going to happen at Kazakhstan Expo a couple of years ago. You know, they signed for it. It was going to happen when he was at the peak of his power. So I'd love that fight. Um, I'm sure um, Golovkin, uh, Saunders would, obviously. But I, don't, I actually don't think Golovkin's got any interest in moving up at the moment. I spoke to him last week before, as part of the fight week for um, ahead of the Sarah Better fight. No interest, really. He got this 21st defence caveat. Some of the defences were with the WBA regular middleweight title. But, you know, he's one of these guys, a bit like Marvin Hagler, who's gone, no, I'm a middleweight. I'm a middleweight. I'm going to dominate at middleweight. Whoever pops up, I'm going to beat him. I'm not interested in going up and down divisions, finding big fights. So if he does decide to go up, that would be a natural fight. But I'm not sure he's going to. I'd love to see it. I'm mean, Saunders would love to. It'd be amazing for Saunders because imagine... We said, you know, he struggled to get momentum on his career, but if he was to go and beat Golovkin, that's the way to do it. And then he would get a Canelo fight, drop of a hat. Um, so, yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to see that, but I'm just not sure if Golovkin's going to go up. I really don't. But is Saunders could, you know, I think he could still make middleweight. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he could actually for that fight. So, make, but then he's got the belt at super middle, hasn't he? So that. That's what would make it attractive, I would guess, for, That's um, true. for I don't Golovkin. Think, I don't think Alvarez is ever coming back down to middleweight. So if Golovkin mm. wants to fight Alvarez, I think he's got to come up. It's going to be a 168. It's going to be a super middleweight fight. Uh, and if you're right, he doesn't seem keen on moving out from that middleweight division, but he's going to want that fight. And you know, if something like uh, picking up a, a, a world title um, along the way, just to force the hand, then... Um, that that makes a lot of sense. That'd be a good fight, a great fight. Um, Golovkin Saunders, people be interested in it, especially if people think that uh, Golovkin's you know better days are slightly behind him. Um, there'll be more people out there that would think Saunders could win. Um, makes for it would make for a very exciting build up and an interesting fight. 
Perhaps difficult to match Golovkin out with those fights. Deck, I mean, if we assume they probably aren't going to happen, let's say the first half of next year, difficult to, to see where where he goes next, unless he, he also targets unifying the middleweight division again. Yeah, I mean, there is a bit of that, and I guess that's why he ended up boxing his mandatory, which you know, no one really wanted to see, but obviously he has to keep his belt. Um, I mean, he looked sensational shape. Um, for middleweight, it doesn't look like as he's getting older, he's finding it hard to make. He looked the best I've ever seen him. Um, I mean, the intense tan helped, but um, yeah, he. I mean, what does he do at middleweight? I mean, there are fights though. There, are pe- you know, and and yeah, maybe people will come down like Chris Eubank Jr. What weight? Where's he sitting at, at the moment? You know, that'd be a big fight um, for him. And if you actually, if you look at Golovkin's record. He, he, he hasn't always fought the best out there. You know, like there was a Steve Rolls fight, Willie Monroe Jr. And, that, you know, he takes these guys and then he, you know, and it sort of leads him into Canelo fights, as it were. So, I don't know. If you stand at middleweight, yeah, his options are limited, but there's enough out there. Um, there's, an, there's enough out there. for It's also, we don't know what's going to happen with Demetrius Andrade as well. That's be, that'd be a great fight for him. But, you know, where, what weight's he going to be at? Um <sighs> Yeah, my, my feeling is, though, that he's got no interest in going. And it might just be performative because he doesn't want to look like he's chasing Canelo by moving up. And, you know, neither of them want to make out that they really want to um, chase the other guy. In fact, we were told last week, no questions on Canelo and no questions on his DAZN deal. So that says it all. He's not he's not interested in even answering questions about Canelo. If he wanted the fight and if he wanted to push it, he would be fielded, the whole press, every interview would be about Canelo. A bit like what we're seeing with Joshua and Fury. Joshua says, I don't want to talk about him. So I wonder that's why he's, he's sort of, he's just peacocking a bit and saying, no, I'm at middleweight. This is where I am. This is, I'm the king of middleweight. I've got no interest in going anywhere else. But um, it might be down to zone to put the pressure on. So I guess it, money will talk in that sense. But yeah, I mean, Canelo seems to have everything in his favour at the moment. And Golovkin is just sort of working his way back in. Yeah, it's difficult to see. I don't, I'm just not sure I can see it because, as, as George said, I think Golovkin has to accept too much. He has to move up. He has to be very much the B side. And and I mean, the only argument for Canelo to take that fight is just and, I, and like it's like when I went back to say about does he care about being particularly popular outside of Mexico? And, and no, probably doesn't. I don't suspect he's particularly bothered if people think he lost one or both of the the GGG fights, but. but you know, so for him to the only reason to take it is that he knows he probably would do a job on him this time at almost forty years old. But there's a lot more out there. You said you didn't think he'd go up to, or you, or you shouldn't go up to light heavyweight for for the big men, Paterbia, Bivol. But what if he did? What if he did? Would he? I mean, is it? Is, would it be a step too far? Or would well, you definitely? He's a, he's a different breed, isn't he? Clearly, he's a different breed because he's happy to move up. Like, I mean, they targeted Kovalev; they t- saw it as a well-timed thing and to get the belt and stuff. But it's still Sergei Kovalev, and he's, you know, he was still the world champion. Um, I don't really see. I don't know. It's not like they're massive money fights, and they're obviously ridiculously dangerous. I think he's happy at super middle, like George said. That is a good weight for him, even though he's going to be smaller than everyone. Um, these big guys like Baturbiev and stuff, and we, you know, again, we spoke about Lomachenko. You you can get beaten by the weight eventually, and like Baturbiev is a monster puncher. And okay, not on Canelo's level boxing wise, but does he does he want any of that? Does it do anything? I mean, it does masses for him, but you know, they're not colossal names either in boxing. Everyone, the respect would be ridiculous, but I'm just 
I can't see it. I don't see the massive value in it right now um, from a sort of, yeah, from a sort of business point of view. I can't, I can't see the reasoning for it. He might as well clean up at super middle and then think about it. Um, and the other question is, is Callum Smith ready for those guys? Because I guess the only way is up for him as well. That is the question. I, I think questions have been asked about his ability to make super middleweight since he turned pro. He was obviously always, always so tall. George, we don't know yet. Of course, it's one of those things fighters do say after a defeat. You know, I'm not saying he's, I'm not saying he does make the weight easily and he's lying, but I'm saying, you know, it is often said. And then maybe in time they think, actually, it's better to, to be tight at one weight than to go up. If, you know, I'm sure you know what I mean. You, you'd rather be big at the one weight than small at the, the weight above. But if you were Callum Smith, would you be thinking about moving up? I, I'd imagine he's he's tight at the weight, and I'd imagine a lot of his flat performances have been weight weight related, whether he knows it or not. And last night he might have felt it in his legs a bit. Obviously, boxing in the states, so he's had to travel, right? So your body will hoard fluid like on a long haul flight. So everyone's different. Sometimes you you land and. Might take 24 hours before you you come back down to what the weight you anticipate you'll be, or maybe it might take two, three, four, five days before you start um, getting back to where you should be. Everyone has a different sort of weight making strategy. Um, he's definitely definitely um, there's weight involved. Like I haven't spoke with him or any of his team at length about stuff like that, but you can tell because. I used to, I, you know, weight was important to me, hydration and that. And I'd be looking, there's some telltale signs, you know, you're looking at your opponent, you see how they got on with the weight this time around. Um, you know, they, 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 they um, and I'm sure you won't mind me saying, Andy Crawler said, you know, he was out, he was out there with Saudi with me um, and Smith, he's in Smith's corner and they're like, oh, <laughs> Don't worry, look at him. Like, you know, you get you ain't take his sunglasses off. You know, you look like death warmed up. Um, and sometimes you can be sharp for a few rounds, but then you you know, you just fade. Um, I felt like there was nothing really super sharp about Smith last night. There was no change of, you couldn't change the gears. A lot, and that's been you know, like he's been like that a lot throughout his career. Um, so I think I think it is is a burden making making that weight, I think going up will be refreshing. It probably won't even be easy for him to make what, you know, light heavyweight. It'll still be a grueling task. It's not like he can move up and take take the fight at late notice. But I don't think there was a rehydration clause from last night. So that's that would have been a good thing, a positive thing for him. But also, if that is the truth, that just leads me to believe that it's not a piece of cake for uh, not so much literally, but not a piece of cake for for Alvarez to make the weight either, because he's probably gonna have to cut some weight, and he's gonna be a lot heavier come fight night. Otherwise, if he don't pay on put on no weight, then I guarantee the guy he's fighting is signed into a deal that's gonna you know be the same. So he looks like the sort of guy Alvarez who fills out, and you know that's why I don't think he's ever gonna he's ever gonna see middleweight again. Um, he probably appreciates the smaller, the bigger guys who are a shade slower in front of him because he can get his work off because his timing is exceptional. If he can maintain his speed, 
his punch power is likely increasing with the increased mass now his size his muscle that he's putting on so he's having it might be slightly having an easier time of it of course the bigger guys absorb the shot better um and you've got that risk of them you know punching back harder which again i don't think that makes a wise decision to go straight up to light heavyweight and try and take on the likes of better by evan them guys but yeah so i think back to the original point smith smith making weight i think is tough i think i think he'll have a he'll have a good old rest now and then probably be thinking how on earth am i ever going to make 175 so <laughs> we'll see i don't know maybe 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 that was just me who knows one thing that that always annoys me in boxing deck is when and listen i'm not saying that obviously a defeat is difficult to take but callum smith is was the best super middleweight in the world. Largely agreed. He's lost to an all-time great in all likelihood. Whether he moves up or stays where he is, I accept his next fight is not going to be for a world title. But it shouldn't be some sort of ticking over fight, some sort of 8-10 rounder. Well, it could be 8-10 rounds. But for me, it has to be at a good level. And if that's light heavyweight, give him a few months off, by all means. But for me, there should be... I mean, it's going to be a step back because it's such a big step in the first place, but there shouldn't be some big leap back now. No, I mean, I don't see him going and having a series of six-rounders, for instance. But I do... I get your point, but I do think there is a value to coming back in a... Not coming back at a, you know, a massively, extremely high level because he's just had a big fight at late now. And to be honest, he's made a lot of money as well. He's got a young family. So he'll go and have some time off and then... He'll think about getting back into it and stuff, and they'll formulate a plan. Often that plan will be a few steps. It won't just be, right, let's go and try and fight this guy or whatever. And also, you've got to remember as well, Callum Smith, not the biggest name still in America. So it's not like he can go and make any crazy demands or whatever. Um, I think he'll come, I do think he'll go up because um, there was a picture, it must have been six weeks ago now, of all of them from, the, from Gallagher's gym, and he just looked colossal. Um, and I wonder whether actually he'll be better when he goes up because he'd be, just be stronger. And he's obviously a puncher. He likes to dominate behind the high guard. You know, you need you can't be drained like that. And that, that's what he looked like yesterday. Um, selfishly, I'd love him to go to light heavy because then we chuck him in that mix of all the Brits. And then whoever emerges from that little lot, they're the ones who go on to fight for the for the titles. But I think there's money to be made and interesting fights for him. Just look at that mix up Lyndon Arthur, Anthony Yard. Callum Johnson, Joshua Boatsy. Imagine adding Callum Smith into that mix as well. I mean, that's what I'd love to see. And then winning those t- sorts of fights, even just one of them, then then you sort of get in the in the t- in the world title picture. So, yeah, that would be a step down domestically. But what a, what a, what a great fight with any of those guys it would be, and an interesting fight, and one that would get the get the public talking and get people interested. And then it's also a big test ahead of. Um, one of the champions, because let's be honest, it's one of the hardest divisions right now is, is light heavyweight. They're absolute monsters up there. Um, so in answer to your question, I think there would need to be a, a rebuild before you can go up and go into that. But I think he has opportunities for a quote unquote domestic fight that would be a brilliant fight and, and testing and big money as well. Um, that's what I'd personally like to see. Um, I'm interested to hear what, what the plan is for him. Um, whether, you know whether he's going to be with Eddie, when he's going to be on Sky, like we don't really know. He certainly sounds like a good plan, but psychologically, George, does Callum Smith not think 
regardless of the weight, does he not think it'd be difficult to go back to it at domestic level? I know these guys are still building themselves and still have aspirations at world level, but would it not be mentally difficult? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dex like said he's got a young family. He's got um, he had a, a baby girl that you know a year or so, a year or so ago. Um, he's been away from home close to Christmas. He wants to get home now. You know, <laughs> he wants to have a break, a break from boxing. He he's probably been on edge the entire year, not knowing exactly what's what's happening, what's not. Um, and I don't know what his purse was last night, but imagine it was uh, very good. I know. The purses in the World Boxing Series was very good, you know. And then once you, you know, uh, he comes out of that on top, he probably got overpaid for fighting Hassim and Dan, might have got overpaid for fighting John Ryder because he's now at that level. You can't cut people's people's pay as such, you know, uh, fighters pay. That's it just, but now they've got a legitimate excuse, right? You lost your world title. You're going to have to, you know, start at the bottom pick yourself up and it's it, it might be tough for him to do at his age if he's you know a little bit more comfortable you know and he's i he ain't got that hunger he ain't got moving up a division will be interesting for him i suppose it will be a, a chance to re you know to get your teeth into a new challenge um and there are some good names there british domestic level you know with potential you know them guys are going to go on but and Callum johnson i think they might still be stable mates. I think they both trained out of the Gallagher gym for some years, so that likely fight wouldn't happen. Um, you know, Yard Yard's just been beat with a rival, you know, with, with Frank Warren, so maybe that ain't gonna happen. Lyndon Arthur, maybe that's he doesn't have the the kudos or the name. Buatsi, that'd be a fantastic fight, fantastic fight. But you know, there's a lot of people out there who tip Wassey to go all the way and win a world title, you know, if he's managed and tested properly over the next, you know, year or so, um, does he want to come back down to what's being perceived as um, British title level in a new divi- new division for him against um, a tough guy and um, and lose, you know, back-to-back losses. So I'm sure, I'm sure Eddie Hearn wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be in a rush to stick those two in together either. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Really not. Well, that is well in a boxing sense. That is pretty much it for 2020. Christmas is cancelled though, so we ro- we we roll on next weekend. No fighting, of course, but the following weekend is. I mean, what a way to start the year. We're so used to actually the one thing about this pandemic. We're so used to a quiet January, quiet February. But we start on January 2nd with Luke Campbell against Ryan Garcia. Brilliant fight, I'm sure. On the zone. All right, now he's, you've, you've, you've left Premier Sports and now you're with the zone. I've cancelled Premier Sports. No, let, put this, I've got, you've got to say 199, two quid. Two quid for the zone is obscene. Um, I mean, I, I, I have no idea how long that can continue because we've Golovkin on Friday, we've had Smith Canelo, we're going to have Garcia. It's just, Obscene value. So thanks for that. Whoever is making those calls and long may it continue. Mm. Uh, uh, free free advertising for the zone from Deck. Uh. But he's right, of course. I'll tell you what's mildly like better, Deck. Channel five. Oh. I did channel five on Friday. <laughs> you ain't even got to pay for that. Actually, tell you if what. You, let... If you put number five on the telly, 
You watch it for nothing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, so the zones, when you think about it like that, it was actually a really good card. Like it was um, in terms of you know the fights that we had. Um, Peters uh, against uh, Richards. Richards, Richards. Um, fantastic knockout. And the undercard, you know, Mick Hennessy had a few 50-50s down, you know. Um, I thought he was bringing back the revival of the journeyman, the UK journeyman, the 200-plus losses. Um, but we didn't see that Friday night. He finished the year with, with a bang. And, um, yeah, so that, that was free. Beat the zone. We can listen it's to the good radio. Shout. Craig Richards got us actually mentioned him. That was an unbelievable performance. Getting up from that, what a finish! I mean, he's a light heavyweight. Get him in there, and he's one who's had like no break. You know, he's with Eddie and with Matchroom, but you look at his journey. It's been a tough one, and he's had hard fights, and he's had to work for it. No one given much of a chance against Pitters. I think he was ten to three any method, which is mad. Um, yeah. Get him in that mix as well. I mean, Callum Smith, Craig Richards. No, I'm, I'm joking. I mean, it's a bit, bit beyond. But you know, he's Brit- British champion. I'd love to see him in with any of those guys. So yeah, and George did a great job, especially because you did it for free. I assume as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why, why would you not? <laughs> you put a second house in Redditch. Is that true? Um, no. Nah, well, I bought. Yeah, you can call it a house. So it's a t- television studio, actually. We've we'll got we'll a lot of stuff out of there um, in the in the years to come. Once we hit, once we hit tier tier ten <laughs> in Reddit, you're it's only allowed only to place exist to in be. Reddit. Yeah, we live in a dark room. Commentate. It's going to be difficult because you're going to have to commentate whilst holding your breath. Tier ten is coming. Don't no, but that, I tell Garcia Campbell. Yeah. What fight that is. Garcia, what do we know about Garcia? Just a quick run, we're going to profile it properly. But um, I see I see a clip on his own yesterday, and in, I don't know anything about him apart from he's insta-famous, which is it has to be brought up in every sentence, it would seem, you know. Um, so he's he's the next coming because of that. But he told me that, that God possessed his hands ahead of this knockout that they showed that went viral. He talks a talk. He t- he t- absolutely t- tapped diligently to the minutest dial into that American audience. No wonder he's a superstar. They love it. Um, exciting. I mean, he's going to up against it against Campbell. My old mate Campbell, I think uh, he's not going to have it his own way. It'll be interesting. That's mm. start of 21. Start of 21. Yeah. yeah. Very intriguing fight. As George said, we will have more on that next week. Please do join us then. As I said, if you're still watching, please like the video, subscribe to the channel. There's plenty more to come in 2021. Do have a good Christmas, a safe Christmas, of course, however you are able to spend it. George, Dex, been a pleasure. We've uh, we've battled through and we'll see you in yeah, a week's time. Merry Christmas, boys. Merry Christmas.